Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiecka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiecka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and explore deepening truth in support of the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be looking at messages evolving through spiritual connection. As we move further into the new era, the old systems increasingly fail. Formulas change, and the tried and true is no longer true leaving us floundering without reliable tools to predict outcome and our safe place within it. The choices used to be pretty clear. For example, if you saved up and went to college, you could land a job for a lifetime that would support you. If you did not, you'd probably end up being lower middle class at best, living from paycheck to paycheck. Now, in the electronic age, things are moving so quickly, an algorithm will likely surplus your job before you graduate. This is just one example of many indicating that the old mind-centered process of finding our way no longer works. During slower moving times, it was safe to take the events of the past and apply them to the future, but no more. If the mind-centered system of navigation is failing us, where do we turn for guidance? How do we find our way when the future is not only uncertain, but unprecedented? Is there some secret hookup that will allow us to take a peek at the quantum level to see what's cooking? Can we evolve our methodology through spiritual connection? With us this hour to explore our options is Sarah Wiseman, a visionary, spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of numerous books on spirituality and intuition, including her latest, Messages from the Divine, Wisdom for the Seeker's Soul. She's reached tens of thousands of students worldwide via Intuition University and writes the award-winning Daily Divine blog, Sarah has also released four New Age music albums. Her website, where you can find all sorts of good stuff, is sarahwiseman.com. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gwilda. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good day today, I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> At least we're going to make it one. Yeah. So tell me, how did you become involved in spirituality and intuition? You know, um, my path began way back in 2000, which uh, now I'm starting to kind of have that uh, understanding of that was kind of a long time ago, but uh, I had a a near-death incident on a plane, and that kind of opened things up for me. I was very traditional, just as you were doing in the introduction. I was definitely on that mainstream path of kind of putting your blinders on and and not looking up and seeing what was going on around you. And after that incident, I just opened up and that was the the beginning of, of a lot of exploration and, um, uh, you know, just a a lot of connecting into source. It was just, that was the marker for me. Mm. So what, what was going on? Now you got me curious on the plane. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I don't, it wasn't a near-death event like people have, you know, in the hospital or they see the white light. Uh, there was just a, an accident or an incident where we thought we were going to maybe crash. And um, during that, during those seconds or I don't even know how long, minutes uh, in which this recognition kind of came to me, I just felt the presence of the universe in a way I had never in all my, you know, Christian or Catholic background, I had never felt that. And I just, I just was one with all of it, this kind of dissolving of the self or, um, and then after that, the, the whole thing was trying to figure out what exactly it (laughs) had happened. And, uh, so just, just kind of, that was the path. Wow. Did, did you feel like you left your body um, because of the trauma of thinking you were going down? Um, I don't, I don't know that. I don't think I, I don't have that recollection. Um, I just remember when I got off the plane, I was completely a different person. It was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm open. And then, then there were a period of uh, many years where, you know, this, 
people who have had these experiences or other traumas, they just don't fit in their old life anymore. And that was, there was kind of a lot of wandering for a while. Yeah, it, it seems like the, um, you know, all of your shamanic traditions uh, put their initiates through trauma to mm-hmm. shatter their old way of being. It sounds like something like that went on. Yes, exactly. That's a beautiful way to put it, shattering the old way of being. Exactly. So what is it to be psychic? To be psychic, I believe it's just to have um, open awareness. It's sort of this connection with everything. Um, and so everything is easily revealed because we're in this state of oneness. It's uh, old-fashioned way used to be, you know, a lot of... Uh, old misbeliefs or a lot of old superstitions or a specific way you had to do it. But I think it's really just consciousness um, and conscious just looking into what's going on for you or for someone else. Do you think we're moving into a time, astrologically, if you will, where it's more available to be hooked up? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think, um, and you probably, I don't know what you think, but I, I also sensed it. Uh, some of the other markers, 2012, uh, at the end, and then just this recent uh, solar eclipse last year. And and even as we're doing this show, we have a very beautiful lunar eclipse in Aquarius in a couple days. And all of these things tend to just be, again, these markers more and more and more opening up by the collective. Yeah, it's pretty amazing times to be alive, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How do you become a spiritual teacher? Well, I think that came out of, um, that just came out of the practice of writing. And then I started working with clients and then I started doing workshops and teaching groups and, and I, my passion became, um, I would like to show other people the tools I am using to make sense of all of this. So you didn't necessarily study, um, any place formal to be a spiritual teacher. (laughs) No, I, you know, I, uh, that would have been nice, but at the time of this opening for some strange reason, even though there are so many wonderful teachers, I could not find anyone. It was almost as if everything was blocked from me because the universe for some reason wanted me to figure out my version, you know, lots of different paths, lots of different versions, but to, to put some language into my version and to, and to begin to teach that. It was the oddest thing because, of course, there's so many great teachers, but at the time, I would search and search and there was just nothing. It was very interesting. You mentioned writing. How, how do you receive spiritual information? Well, I do a process um, called uh, that I call channeled writing, or sometimes I call it receiving. I go into... Um, sort of a trance, gentle trance with eyes closed. And then I just write on my laptop. And I sometimes, I have practiced it by hand, but it's a little harder to keep your hand organized in terms of uh, keeping your pen on your notebook. It's just uh, sometimes you, you your hand wanders away. So I find the practice of just receiving, I receive in my right ear and it comes in as a telepathy more than a voice and I guess I've been doing that since about 2004 is when that began so it's been a long time I've kind of gotten used to the my own particular system and way of how that happens where's the information coming from I have I've had a variety of um, spirit guides that have arrived at different 2004 there were different you know sort of like I don't know a particular kind of guide. And then as time went on, these groups would change. And currently, I don't have a name for them, but um, they're just these taller light beings. And there's sometimes there's two and sometimes there's eight. There's somewhat of a, a collective of some kind. That's interesting. Collective, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just so, how, do, one, how do they... What, Oh, no, I was going to say one one collective helping another, the helping the human collective is sort of how I see it. How how do you uh, contact them? Well, it's interesting. I would love to say I can do it, you know, at will on command, but that's actually hasn't been the case. They tend to come in um, like batches of time or clumps of time, uh, like they'll come for a couple months and then I'll receive a block of writing 
and then they won't be there anymore for multiple years, maybe even. And the first time in 2004, um, I received for a couple months, I received my, it's in my first book, it's called The 33 Lessons that I received. And after the 33rd lesson was received, I would go to my usual spot on the sofa and they weren't there. And I was so heartbroken, but it was if to say, this task is complete. Now you go do something else. (laughs) We'll get back to you when it's, when the time is correct. But it was several years. um, I think it was four years until that process began again. Now I do have contact with guides in meditation, but this particular receiving of messages is, um, tends to be beyond my control. Well, you speak of trance. How, how do you go into the trance? Oh, I just um, close my eyes and do a little light breathing. And and it's a very, uh, you know, sometimes in meditation, we go to these incredibly deep states. It's a very, very light state. I think that I would, um, I know I would have trouble, say, walking or um, talking to someone or, or doing anything but sitting there. But it's not a very, it's not very far away from this human reality, that this, yeah. the dimension I go to. Well, we're going to have to take a commercial break. Sarah and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on xzbn.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org.
Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I am your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our special guest is our Sarah Wiseman. Her website, sarahwiseman.com. Sarah, you, ret- you refer to the divine. Um, in fact, that's the title of one of, in, title of one of your books. What do you mean by the, the divine? Oh, the, by divine, um, to me personally, I think of it as God or the universe. Those terms are interchangeable for me. Uh, a lot of people might call it source or oneness or everything or all. It's just this idea of this um, collective energy that we are all part of and that is part of us that is at this highest vibration of love. I think that's how I would say it. You know, uh, spiritually speaking, um, reputedly, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's disembodied spirits that haven't crossed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, have you encountered that? And if so, how do you keep the guys straight? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I have not had too much ex- uh, encountering with uh, sometimes like the more paranormal style uh maybe that's the incorrect term. Um, that's because I, I sort of create a container where I'm only going into light. However, I have had a few occasions, not during meditation, but in the real world where I have, uh, not been paying attention or say I've um, been in maybe a metaphysical store and there was something I had an experience once with the Ouija board. I just I just wasn't paying attention. I had my ego turned up a little. I thought, oh, Ouija board, I'm going to, you know, fiddle around with that. And um, some some spirit activity did come, and that showed me very quickly, like, we get to choose where we put our attention and focus. And um, I've just decided that I'm I'm not interested in that in any way. It, it just holds no fascination for me. And I'm aware and um, I guess I'm respectful of all of the all of the universe and want to focus on the light aspect as my work. So when when you're creating a container, um, how do you do that? I just ask. I just ask to um, only be in light and um, then I only work. So occasionally if I'm working with someone, maybe a beloved departed, you know, a a loved parent or grandparent might start to come in. And the way that I handle that is I only work with, I work, I bring in guides and the guides sort of hold the vibrational level. Um, I don't work with what I call the random departed. Um, only those like loved ones that, you know, the people that we know and love already, and then we would be comfortable um, having them be in connection with us. So it's all about the guide holds for the vibration, the guide. Yeah. So let me see if I got this right. So you have the guide hold the frequency, um, to a level that only those that have crossed over can come back as helping spirits versus haunting ones. Yes. That's a nice way of putting it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, do you get information just for yourself or do you get it for others as well? I do get it for others much more, <laughs> much more clearly than for, for myself some days, it seems. Um, I kind of, for my own self, I'm more, I think earlier, earlier, I was very interested in what's going to happen, you know, what's the next thing. And, and now I'm really focused on this idea of being in flow. So we're just letting the divine or the universe or God or, or light lead us by by synchronicities and by, by noticings. And so I'm really just kind of trying to detach from any particular direction that I'm trying to create. I'm just saying universe show me and trusting that universe takes me to my highest potentiality is how I'm looking at it. So intention does play in here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's how synchronicities show up and everything else. They, they synchronize with our intention. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you intending that keeps it like that? Well, my intending is to be of service to, um, lifting the collective up, but I don't have a particular way that, that I, you know, like right now I, I do books and I do radio. And so 
that has hopefully been helpful. But if the universe were to say, you know, Sarah, we really just want you to go uh, to to Tibet and live in a, a, I don't even know, you know, just go somewhere and do something completely different, then that's what I would do. I'm not, I'm not attached to the the form or the structure. It's really being available in service. It's about being in service. Right. And it's like um, not creating solutions, but rather Mm -hmm. keeping your intent very strong and then following your promptings and the synchronicities that show up as a result. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I I, I think sometimes people think, oh, that's um, to be in service. That's such a lofty, you know, what a great goal. (laughs) But but. For me, um, you know, each person has their own soul's calling and their own soul's path. And after that event in 2000, there there really wasn't, this is like the only thing I'm supposed to be doing, you know, aside from maybe I have a family. But this is, it's a very, um, it's a very narrow focused path. And that's just what I'm here for. It, it would be kind of fun to maybe have a, have a, broader choice but this is this is kind of it this is my destiny to fulfill in this lifetime well it seems like we're kind of in desperate times and i think desperate times calls for a lot of focus doesn't it yeah 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 so when you receive information for with uh, for others do you do it with their permission or do you sometimes just have it leak through oh um because um i think it used to leak through and now um if I see it starting to leak, I might notice a little, you know, like when you're out and about in town or whatever, you you pick up things really quickly. But that's just part of being in our soul collective together, being in oneness together. You know, we, we really do. We know everything about everybody all the time because we're one. But I just try and give people space. I'm not very curious anymore I don't know about you, but I feel like I've kind of, um, <laughs> I've kind of seen it all. And so now I, I'm just pretty happy to, um, you know, just give people space. And, and um, if, if I meant to work with them directly, then that's different. But if it's just out and about, um, just kind of, kind of let things be. So why would you be getting information f- uh, meant for another um, if it's coming through for them rather than just information from them? Oh, I think, are you, are you meaning, so people who are mediums, they'll see spirit folk and are like given, told to give that person a message. But for me, it's just more like an awareness. Like I'll see somebody and um, I'll just be aware, you know, say somebody's just as example, you see somebody in the street and you immediately know um, they're being abused or they're in a a crisis right now. And you just, oh, more, more, more an empath than a medium. Yeah, you just hold that with compassion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't feel compelled to go give them a message. You know, I, I just hold that with compassion. And and if we have an interaction, then I just interact as I'm led to led to do. You know, much spiritual information tends to be allegorical. Um, had, do you get allegorical information, and how can you tell what's metaphorical and what's literal? Oh, that's a great a great question. Um, I tend to get a lot of metaphorical information and a lot of um, visionary vision metaphors. And I don't know, you know, prior in my prior life, I was <laughs> I was an English major, and then I worked in a lot of visual communications. And so I think I'm pretty good with the metaphor stuff. So I think I think the universe tends to bring us messaging in the fastest way for each person. Whereas some people, you know, receive in the body, they feel it, or some people, uh, you know, hear the languaging very clearly. But for me, it's pretty visual, um, with the exception of this, this channeling piece. So can anyone get spiritual information that can be used for reliable guidance or only a select few? Yeah, I think anyone can. And, and what I've been seeing, so I've been teaching, um, these, uh, I have a lot of courses that teach how, and I teach groups. And what I've been noticing, which is so helpful and wonderful, is that I think people are um, opening up much, much faster than they used to be even 10 years ago or five years ago. I'm noticing people are, 
either that or I'm attracting people that are, are ready to, to learn this. But um, it just seems pretty simple for people to do this kind of work with just a few, you know, just learning a few tools. It sure seems to be changing, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You know, does, does a person have to be religious in order to receive divine messages? Well, I don't think they have to be religious, but I do think they have to accept some piece of the idea of um, we have a soul or, or higher self or um, consciousness and some piece about the idea that we're one. Um, and if you started out, some people do start out, like say they start psychic training. Um, I think if you follow down that line long enough, you are going to come into consciousness and you are going to have spiritual awakening or the vice versa, you know, the other, the other direction, spiritual awakening leads to psychic opening. Um, it, 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 we're talking spiritual awakening. Isn't it simply awakening to the fact that we are uh, spirit as well as physical? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And, and what, what information we can get there and how we can use it for guidance is what I'd really like to pick up with on the other side. But it is time for a commercial break. Sarah and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so you stay right there. It could be very interesting. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, 
the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing leading-edge information, supporting the path to enlightenment. Don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and we're speaking with Sarah Wiseman. Her website, sarahwiseman.com. Sarah, so we were discussing how it seems like spiritual information and spiritual connection is becoming increasingly available, probably as we move into the, the era of the galaxy that has more frequency, would be my guess. How can the average individual take advantage of that, learn to interpret it, to use to find our way in these unprecedented times? Well, you know, I've been thinking it's it's of great interest to me how, you know, we really haven't had, say, internet or cell phones very long. Maybe, I don't know, I kind of think I maybe got a cell phone 15 years ago and uh, started using internet, I don't know, 20 years ago. And so what these things are doing is showing us that we can connect without being in the same room together or without having, say, the the wires of the old-fashioned phones. And I think that these, um, like I call it the electronica, I think that they are creating pathways for us to connect telepathically. And I think that that's where we're starting to go. You know, it's the first time that we've had this ability that you can connect with someone anywhere in the world and so everybody is connecting with each other and we're realizing, and you know, this is the, the positive side because it is a challenging time right now, but on the positive level, on the higher level of frequency, we're realizing our oneness in a way that 15 or 20 years ago we didn't have. And this is really, really fast. It's happening very quickly. Yeah, everything is really, really fast right now. It's hard to keep up. Do you think that yeah. it's simply opening up the the concept that we don't have to be in physical contact to contact each other? Or do you think it's actually developing some kind of an electromagnetic pathway? Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just do know that people that I never would have expected to um, have these kinds of ideas suddenly, uh, say, um, my mother is uh, 86, 85, and she was so against anything to do with this. And then just the other day, she starts talking about the universe. And I'm like, where did this? And it's, it's because the languaging is becoming available to more and more people. And they're talking about it. And they're once you just even think about the idea, you sort of wake up to the idea. We know there's this this concept um, of cultural base. And, you know, everybody says, well, Ford invented the automobile. But actually, a lot of people around the world invented the automobile at the same time that he did. Mm. Yes. And, and, and we see that a lot, the hundredth monkey, if you will. Is it mm-hmm. kind of like that, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think um, we have this idea, or I have the belief that we are one collective soul. And so, you know, a part of the soul is really awake. And, and this sort of allows this awakening to spread to the entire soul. Uh, you know, obviously, the whole thing is not awake, but uh, it's spreading. It's, we're lifting each other up. What do you think this spreading or becoming the collective mind, if you will, do you think that within that we can find solutions that we don't have now to these problems that are looking insurmountable? Yeah, you know, and I think... People who are younger, I have some, uh, I have kids who are younger and I notice how they work differently. For example, um, my daughter who's 18 will work by distance on a project with people um, using some technology. And so they're really collectively working on a project. And this is just like how they work. It's, It's not like for me, you had to sit at your little desk and never speak to anyone. And so the more we work together, it feels like the more ideas and, and creative solutions can come into um, play by by this sharing of the collective, I call it collective soul, but could also be collective mind for problem solving. 
So there's a lot of talk right now about heart intelligence. Where does that play in here with intuition and the collection collective and how we connect? That's really beautiful. You know, in the messages in the book, the messages from the divine, they talk about um, the line is the heart is where the soul resides. And they talk about the heart as being like the doorway in through our emotional feeling and through our compassion and, and through everything we feel. That's the way into, you know, we don't get to the soul through our brain. We get in through our feeling state. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's so fun to see that opening up because I know way before, well, when I was in college, parapsychology used to be about moving things with your mind and, <laughs> and telepathizing with your mind and it wasn't working very well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think coming into this recognition that there's more to us than our mind is, is a huge piece. Yeah, your your spoons are still straight. <laughs> That's what yeah, I darn it. I really tried <laughs> yeah. to. I All those hours did. working on it, but yeah. Only to find out there isn't a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're all the spoon. We're exactly. all the spoon. Yeah. You say that spirituality and intuition are the same. What do you mean by that? Well, that's that idea of it's it's just um, you know, it's consciousness, it's awareness. So, um, you can use it to see into the future or to see a, a relationship or situation or you can use it to connect to the divine for uh, you know a, a beautiful high frequency bliss state um, it's it's just really going into the same uh, dimensional state you know we started earlier we we're talking about how you have a basic intent and then you just dance with the things that show up that might serve that Mm. Um, so we, we talk about what's coming in the future, but don't we create that in, by doing just exactly what we're talking about you doing there? I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, my view, I used to be, um, of the idea that we created, but now I'm feeling that we, well, my intention is to follow. So that's my practice now. And I don't know if it's changed. I don't know. Maybe having the intention to follow creates things showing up that I can follow. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of figuring that one out for myself. It's my grand experiment right now <laughs> to see how it works. It is a dilemma because were the synchronicities always there and we're just noticing them now because we're paying attention or are we creating the synchronicities to guide us where we need to go? Right. And, and the idea that, um, you know, that word manifest it used to mean in the ship's hold. It's like everything exists when you're on the ship. It's all down in the hold. All you got to do is like go get, go bring it up. And, um, you know, it exists, everything exists already. We just move into the place where it is. Mm. You know, th this is a question that I get asked a lot and I want your take on it. So how can a person be sure the information they're getting is not just their imagination? Yeah, you know, I, the, the way I turn that around, because, and that is um, often the question of, say, people that are starting the, tr you know, to study this work or do this work. Um, I think imagination has gotten this really bad rap. Like, imagination is false. And I don't think imagination is false. I think imagination and fantasy are just some early terms for trance and psychic seeing and um I don't I don't think that they're um invalid so I just say if if you feel like you're imagining use that as you know in the and when you are on a bike you give that one push with your foot to get going just talk go with it and then let the universe show you what what further thing you need to see like don't fight it don't don't be afraid. Oh, I'm imagining. That's the, that's often the turning point that gets you started. Well, if we can't imagine a thing, we can't create it now, can we? That's right. Doesn't it kind of right. make the matrix at the quantum level for what you're trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of the worst things we do to our children is say, oh, honey, it's not real. It's just your imagination. Right. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. the imagination is where the information from the quantum level is painted, isn't it? That's where our mm -hmm. metaphors come in and our allegories. Mm -hmm. And I do find it so interesting, like, why why do humans um, receive in metaf metaphor and allegory? Why why is that our languaging? But um, and, and what is the languaging of, say, animals or trees? Like, I don't know, but um, I can't, I, I don't think they probably see in 
metaphors the same way we do because there's a different cultural reference. So I don't, I don't know. It's fascinating. Do you suppose it could be a translation point between the circular world of heart and um, the quantum level and the linear mind? It could. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's a. It's a. It's a languaging. And I also feel that um, it's a. Man, maybe this is what you meant, but this is what I'm getting now. It's a. Um, it's a translation point between real life frequency and. Uh, elevated dimensional multi-dimensional frequency yeah it's kind of like a transducer really Hmm. yeah interesting yeah interesting so then that brings us back to okay so how do we know that we're using the proper uh, interpretation of the allegories that show themselves how do you advise people on that um i think that goes back to the way i've been looking at that is this idea of flow um when you're in flow state when you're allowing yourself to be led by the universe, everything's really easy. And we've all had these events in our life where, you know, uh, uh, even, even our meeting will die. I think an email came in. We, it was just so simple. It just, it just fell together without even knowing how it happened. And, um, I think when you notice that ease and effortlessness and also this feeling of in the heart, of goodness and wholeness, that's when you know that you're on the right track. Whenever you feel that people talk about being blocked or they're struggling or they're, you know, it, it feels horrible, then you know, like, oh, I'm out of, I'm out of the flow frequency. Well, we're gonna have to flow into another commercial break. <laughs> Sarah and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complimentary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. 
chocked full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at information at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour, speaking of gifted people of service to the world, is Sarah Wiseman. Her website, sarahwiseman.com. Sarah, how can divine information help us become our true selves? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Um, I believe that divine information is higher frequency information, so it's not ego-based. It's heart-based or soul-based or (laughs) heart-soul-based with a slash in between. And so it takes us to um, the higher potentiality of ourselves as opposed to um, the lower self or just even the, the egoic self. Would you mind distinguishing, we always hear about ego, but I don't know, I don't know that all of us know what it means. How do you mean it? I like to use it as, and again, here I'm going to put some more slash marks in because I'm just who I am, but I call it a mind slash personality slash ego. And sometimes I like to talk about it as the personality instead of using the ego word, but it does tend to confuse people. You know, we arrive in my belief, we arrive as souls in human bodies, and we also arrive with pretty distinctive personalities. And they can be changed to some degree, but they also can't be changed to some degree. It's part of the package that we arrive with. And so our personality may be, you know, fussy or cranky or particular or or depressed or all these these particular ways. And um, so if we just let our personality run the show, you know, we, we can get to a certain level. But if we let the soul or the divine run the show, um, we're moving in a higher, again, a higher frequency or in a different dimensional reality. It's just a different way of moving through life. You know, there's increasing evidence that the um, DNA is actually we know it's passed down by the ancestors, but it's actually a frequency rather than just a physical thing. And that um, damage and emotions and personality and things are also passed with the DNA. How can we overcome that so that we're free to be spiritual beings and not be dictated by our history? Well, I think that a little bit of divine really changed. What I've seen is that just that little droplet of divine uh, connection really begins to shift us I like to use this example of, um, say you have a cup of water and then you put a drop of, of food coloring in and maybe the first drop, the water still looks clear. And then the next drop, it's a little bit tinted. And then the third drop, whoa, it's, it's, it's a colorful, you know, beautiful thing. And that is how I feel like the more we immerse ourselves in any kind of spiritual practice, meditation, walking in nature, just breathing, um, reading, you know, all these ways, we're just getting those, those more drops, more drops, and it, and it just begins to shift us. Well, let me wax a little bit scientific with that idea and see how, where we can balance this one. So what energetically you might be saying is that if we immerse ourselves in higher frequency, it starts to bring the frequency of our DNA up and it becomes more malleable and more changeable? Yes, exactly. Yes, a different languaging, but the same idea. Yes. So is becoming authentic important if we're going to be evolving here? And we certainly hope we evolve instead of devolve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, um, so I think in my example, this idea of, you know, I'm here for this one purpose. And so that would be my authentic nature, my authentic calling. And if I were to go against that and uh, not want to do this particular path and want to do, I don't know, um, be a skateboarding champion, say, that wouldn't be authentic to me. That's not my purpose to be here. Whereas somebody else, it is their purpose to be a skateboarding champion. You know, we, we are here to be 
uh, what we came to do. We're here to to come in and do our um, soul task. And um, the more our authentic our authenticity is sort of like um, the the clue to figuring out what we're supposed to be doing. It's like, how can I be authentic? Okay, that's my path too. So to be the devil's advocate, um, don't we have a different authentic expression at different frequencies? Oh, hmm, that's a very interesting idea. Um, I guess I would say that we're most authentic when we're in the, the highest frequency we can inhabit. That would, that's how I would put it. Do you mean more, most expansive? Because high and low can be a little deceptive there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think if we were at a very low frequency and we were being our true selves at like a devolved state, I don't know that that would be our authentic self. I think that would just be the personality running amok <laughs> in a low state. So. How much How much does our authenticity have to do with the ambient frequency at any given time on the planet? Hmm. That's interesting too. I think that what we're seeing right now is a lot of people, um, you know, that idea that as we move through our lifetimes, we spend the beginning of our life trying to separate from everything. And then the, the remainder of our lifetime trying to connect back to who we really are. I think the more we really are ourselves in at the highest level we can be, that is where ambient level is raised. So I think again, we, that's how we have effect on the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you see as the value of spiritual information during these extremely challenging times? I think it's. I think it's one of the things that I I believe in is that we each have the opportunity to have direct connection to receive information for ourselves. That the the time of the priest or, or guru, that model is an older model. And now people are able to connect in and to receive the guidance they need on their own. And I think that as each person begins to connect in, this is where shift shift is happening. People so are saying, go ahead, I'm sorry. They're, they're getting information then based on what they need to counterbalance any imbalance they're carrying rather than yeah. a dogmatic blanket affair. <laughs> yes, yes, and certainly, and, and not uh, not a moral stance or not a cultural stance. It's each person's getting their own information that is most useful to them. So how can your average person apply spiritual information to their day-to-day lives? Yeah, I think I think at the beginning people get very excited when they connect into uh, this frequency and realize they can they can be there. Um, I think there's sort of this overexcitability at the beginning and um, trying to be super psychic on everything. At least that was my experience. I was overly excited, and then there's this deepening, and people um, start to understand that this isn't just um, a little trick. It's really a way of living, and it's, in my belief, it's not just for this lifetime. It's it's the way we can connect, in all lifetimes. So it becomes this, um, this new this new way of being for all of us to have this direct connection. It it is totally inside out and backwards of the way we're used to living, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and why I, it's so confusing why you know if you when you start to do this practice and then you do go back and and notice people who just aren't awake, it's um very confusing. Like why would you want to live in such pain and suffering, and drama and anger and, um, but people can become awake very quickly. Uh, people can become awake in one second, and so just have hope and compassion, you know, to help hope that they have the joy of waking up too. So do you think these messages from the divine can help us evolve as a species? Yes. And, uh, I, I think, are I don't know if you're referring to each person's own messages or the book, which has the same title, but I think both, I think the more we pay attention to, like you said earlier, intention, the more we pay attention to how does consciousness work either from scientific side, which is not really my Balawick, but, or, um, more, uh, I don't know, spiritual side or, or, uh, creative side, 
um, the more we pay attention, the more we place our intention there, the more we lift each other and ourselves. So right now it seems it's pretty easy to get pay attention to all the seeming problems of the world. Are you saying that by shifting our attention to spiritual bent, things will change around that? I do think so because you know when you're if you ever had a time where you're really upset and then you do something as simple as you move your energy to say staring at your coffee cup, really within a couple seconds that emotional wave of upsetness, that personality wave, it just kind of dissipates because that's, you know, that the true frequency is the soul frequency. And so I think that the more um, everyone starts to kind of connect in, um, to turn the attention to the, to the divine, the more the other things just kind of fade away, all this drama and conflict. It's like we just realize, like, we don't even need that. And we're virtually out of time, but it sounds like we go full circle and it comes back into yielding, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Surrendering and allowing. Well, Sarah, time has flown and it seems like we just got started. But thank you so, so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. Oh, it has my, been my great honor. Thank you so much, Gwilda. Our guest this hour has been Sarah Wiseman, visionary spiritual teacher, and award-winning author of numerous books on spirituality and intuition, including her latest, Messages from the Divine, Wisdom for the Seeker's Soul. Her website is sarahwiseman.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. 
Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.